Is that what I'm saying? Rough trade radio. 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 And welcome back to the Rough Trade podcast. This week, I chat to Halos about the challenges surrounding a second album. Also coming up, there's a bunch of great new albums out this week, some of which I will, of course, showcase in just a little bit. I'll also give you the usual quick rundown of events happening across the stores and also play some future favourites. But first up, and a band not unfamiliar to you or myself or Rough Trade, um, Idols are back with a new 7-inch called Mercedes Marxist featuring two new songs pulled from the Joy as an Act of Resistance album sessions. The title track was written by Joe when his life balance was way off and he says it reflects just how useless he felt. Um, so you've got a little while to pre-order this one as it's not out until August. But of course, I have a preview for you. So yeah, check it out. This is title track Mercedes Marxist. <laughs>
that was Idols and always really, really great to have a steady flow of new music from them. We love them. Next and out this week is the new album from California's The Mystery Lights. I played a track from them a few episodes ago and I think they are so bloody brilliant. Um, This is their second album and it's full of absolutely stunning really rich contemporary rock and roll. Um, The record is out via Wick Records, who we're all big fans of, and we're lucky enough to be able to offer a Rough Trade exclusive neon vinyl version of this in yellow neon. Um, Influence-wise, think Suicide, The Kinks, and also Television, but executed in the band's own eclectic way. So here we go. This is The Mystery Lights and Traces. That was the Mystery Lights next and another Rough Trade exclusive. 
There is a few of these out this week. Um, head to the exclusives page on at roughtrade.com and you'll see them all listed there. But we've got a bunch of really, really brilliant ones up for pre-order and also out right now. Um, I must mention Mac DeMarco's new album, which is great. And we have it on exclusive turquoise vinyl. It's out this week, um, but do be quick on that one. Get down to the store um, or order online because it is quite limited and obviously very popular. Um, but another great album that we have out this week is Richard Hawley's Late Night Final, which was originally released in 2001. It was his debut full length where classic Americana collides with true grit Northern Britain. We have this on exclusive red vinyl, 300 copies only, and this is one of Niger's favourite albums ever. And because of that, I felt it only right to ask him what his favourite track was so that I could play it in the show and the answer is the second to last song on the album which is a really beautiful one called Long Back Black Train so yeah enjoy Takes us all by train. 
Richard Hawley there singing one of Nigel's all-time favourites. Next up, and the album of the week for Rough Trade UK, A.A. Bondi is back after eight years with new record Endiness. Um, it was recorded entirely by himself and recorded at his home, which tragically burnt down the day after the album was completed. So very lucky, very unlucky, depending on how you look at it. And after being hit, uh, it was hit by wildfire. Um, it's a fairly miserable album, and I do not say that negatively. Um, it's a stunning take on miserable. It's very atmospheric, and I would highly suggest listening to this at the dead of night because it's just got that very nocturnal feel. Um, really, really amazing record. Diamond Skull is my favourite song from this album, so here we go. Ooh la la, 
was A.A. Bondi and next up 521 this week with London electronic four-piece Halos. Halos, welcome to the Rough Trade podcast. Hi. Hello. Hello. How is it going today? Pretty good. Good mood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good mood. Nice nice weather outside. Nice little walk around Brick Lane. Yeah. Cool. So you're back in the UK and you've had a busy period touring. You're at South by Southwest. What was that like? Was it exciting, scary, nerve-wracking? Um, we played it a couple of years ago, so I think we knew what to expect. I mean, it's, it's pretty full on. We, I think we played... Ten, nine shows in four days or something like that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's hectic, but it's great. Aust- Austin is such a brilliant place in City, and like the vibe there is wicked. Um, and it, yeah, it sort of was the beginning of a month-long tour for us out in North America. So you put, you also you kind of play in every single type of room. Yeah. So like in a really short period of time, you kind of you go from like a uh, kind of dive bar through to like some balcony on a hotel like top floor oh to God. like um a ballroom like, yeah, yeah to, to yeah yeah, that, yeah like, we did a 10 a.m show yeah, at having, four seasons hotel i mean it's people having mental. breakfast and it's just yeah, yeah so it's just some really odd locations um in quick succession and like yeah but it is fun yeah and you must bump into so many different bars and maybe people you See you yeah. there and meet new people and a few yeah. in, like in a weird way like I think because we had quite a busy schedule this yeah. year we didn't really get a chance to actually even go I mean we went and saw bro- broken social scene and is that classic thing though that when you're in a place that isn't home and you bump into people you know it's always like ten times more exciting than if you walk <laughs> down the street and see them in London. So at the time of recording this podcast, your album is two weeks out from being released. 
Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, it's called Any Random Kindness, and it's your second album. Um, how are you kind of feeling at this stage? Is it kind of nerves, or are you just kind of now at the point where you're really, really excited just to get it out? Yeah, I think, like, we, we, we finished it quite a while ago, so... Um, yeah, we have lived with it a long time. We lived with it a long time. We like made some sort of we sat sat on it for almost nine months or whatever before we and then sort of like the last minute decided to make kind of go in and change a few mixes and stuff like that. And mm. um, so it's been quite a while building up to it. So in a weird way, it's like you know I don't know. I guess it, I guess it is really exciting actually. To be honest, it's, it's really one of those exciting. things you kind of arrive on the day and you're like, oh god, our album's out today. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was more you know? um, nerve wracking when it when we were putting out the first track from the album because that was the first time releasing new music in, in quite a while whereas now I think you know we've had a few of the tracks out the feedback we've had already has been awesome and like playing the songs live it's felt really good so yeah. I think now I mean I'm just really excited so it's it kind of like out. a bit of a confidence there yeah, about what it kind of done. has been building yeah. up to, to this which has been really nice but the fear I think is, is there's no longer fear so like yeah. I suppose it all became real for us this new record when we started taking out live and playing the, the, the songs to like audiences for the first time because um yeah, it only ever existed in like a studio for us, mm, mm. and so then you start, you know, seeing people's reaction to certain things, and, it, <laughs> and then you start thinking, oh shoot, damn, we should have should changed, have, <laughs> should yeah. have done that on the record. Totally, yeah. <laughs> but that but, just inspires new things, I think. You know? Yeah, that's basically when you take it out on, on tour that first time, you kind of, um, you basically start developing the next record. That's what happens. You like okay. all the things that you kind of think, oh, I could have changed this and that of the, of the previous one. You go. That informs the stuff that you, you're coming up with yeah. in tandem for the next release. So your debut came out in 2016 um, called Full Circle. And I guess second records often known to be some of the most challenging. Would would you say this was the case for you? Obviously, I think you've created, received a new band member. And mm. so obviously there's been some changes. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so this is the second Halos album, but it's my first album with Halos, I guess. Well, you kind of... You, but you're you, always there. You're like, always so, yeah, there. Daniel's played with us live. For anyone who doesn't know, he's played with us live from the beginning. So he he's, played, he's he never played, not... He actually played on Dust as mm, well. So. A lot of those early, yeah. all those early recordings. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely... I think it was easier in a way because Daniel adds, mm. like, brevity to situations. Mm. Um, when we might get intense, there's always that kind of humour that can come out, which is great. And I, I uh, We also set ourselves, like more specific rules and then took down a load of other rules that we'd set ourselves and that actually allowed us just to be way more creative yeah and um we were all a bit more confident in what we wanted to bring to it and um i think we'd all felt like we got a lot better in the sort of last couple of years and and we had a clearer idea of what we really wanted the band to be and how we wanted to express ourselves i wanted to actually uh, ask you guys about something that i saw this morning on instagram Mm -hmm. ironically but um it was Sean Adams of Drowning Sound shared this article about how basically Spotify can be comparable to the lottery and bands who are uploading their music to it, the likelihood of them being discovered and even earning any kind of decent salary from it is kind of slim to none. Um, I wondered what your experience with streaming services or when you first started out are and how you think how you think it is for a band starting out these days to I kind think, of again, to get like, noticed. Like, yeah, point, yeah. Well, I, th- <laughs> I think I think we're with um, you know the first thing to say there is it, you know, to, to start positive. I suppose is that like they they allow you to kind of um, transcend borders and stuff. You get you go to different territories that you might not have got to mm. um, very easily. And then, but in in spite of that, um, 
although the, the, the numbers within streaming now work, as in the amount of subscribers there are, means that there is a business model there in some ways. There's, it's very difficult to understand where revenue streams come from and how they actually filter down. And it's not particularly transparent. Mm. And so we, we had a meeting with a new like financial consultant recently. And the, the way they explained where the revenue goes and how it trickles down and what you actually end up receiving as an artist. No, I mean, it's, it's just not. It doesn't make for very nice reading. Yeah. Um, but the, um, the thing is, again, it's just it's very convoluted like the process it seems you know highly com complicated and um yeah so i don't know if that answers the question i kind of yeah i, I, think, myself I definitely think at the moment it's probably easier to break a song than it is to break a band i think people are kind of listening to playlists they find yeah. a song on it that they like and that it, it like what's really difficult is to kind of cut through as a as an identity as a sort of group you know i think mm -hmm. that people are maybe let, have less time for that kind of devoted um, research into a, into a band or something. They just sort of put a playlist on it. Yeah. You know? I just want to quickly go over your plans for, for the summer because I know you're playing Field Day Festival here in London. We are. Which is pretty exciting. Um, we're playing... I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to... You say anything you want. Say what you want. Okay, fine. <laughs> we're, well, we're playing Bastonbury. We're, yeah, yeah. Um, we're playing. Um, we've got quite quite a few shows coming up in Europe, which I think will be announced pretty soon. Yeah. Um, we've got Croatia in in October. Well, yeah, we've got the tour in October. That's in October. Yeah. We're going to Croatia and we're going to Kiev, mm. uh, and I haven't actually been to either of those places before, so yeah. that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. um, and aside from that, like you know, field day. Oh, we're not going to say that. Are we not? No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Can we say it? It's kind of, yeah, it's sort of now. It, um, yeah. I think I've seen the lineup for that one. That was, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, an yeah, easy one. We're playing at Rough Trade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we are. are. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah so that's the most important one. Yeah. That is a really fun one because that's a rite of passage. Yeah. Which, um, when you, you, you're fans of art, other artists and, mm. you know, that you come to an in-store here, it's one of those ones which you take off. It's a bucket list. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Thank you so, so much for chatting to us. Thanks Good luck with the record and can't wait to see you at Rough Trade. And to close us out, would you pick a song from the album, Sing As It Is Out, by the time this will mm. air? Um, why don't we go with Another Universe? Yeah. Um, which is the first song on the record. Um, it's a really special song for all of us. It went through lots of different sort of lives um, before it gets ended up where it did. And yeah, I think it's just a, it's a beautiful track. Thank you very, very much, and we will see you soon. Steve.
So thank you so much to Arthur, Lottie, Dom and Daniel. Any random kindness is out right now. Now, as mentioned just in the interview, um, the band will play Field Day Festival this June and we have a chance for you to win tickets to it. So it's happening on the 7th and 8th of June and Field Day this year has moved location still within London, but in a newly created space, the Drum Sheds, which is up in north, kind of northeast London, very near to where I live, actually, which is exciting. Um, The lineup features headliners, including Skepta and also rising star Georgia Smith, as well as many Rough Trade favourites including Pip Blom, Leon Vinyl and also Tirza, who I'm sure you'll remember from 2018. Um, we've got two VIP weekend tickets up for grabs for this for listeners of the Rough Trade podcast. So to be in with a chance of winning, you just need to email access at roughtrade.com with subject line field day before midday on the 21st of May. That's next Tuesday. So good luck. I think it's going to be a brilliant event. Speaking of events, and this week we have a lot of action going on across the shops at Rough Trade East. Halos play this Wednesday, followed by Daddy Long Legs on Thursday. Love them. Um, on Friday, the brilliant Erlen Cooper plays in store. And then on Monday, we welcome Black Peaches for a free entry gig. At Bristol, and this week we have a bunch of brilliant promoted shows, so do head over to roughtrade.com slash events to check out all the details for those. At Nottingham, we've got some promoted shows as well, but we've also got Drag Bingo this Thursday, followed by um, a free party of house soul and disco DJs on Friday for Soul Buggin', which is going until 12am. Rough Trade Nottingham flying the late night flag for Rough Trade there. Um, at Rough Trade West, and on Monday, Slow Tie will be at the store from 6pm to sign copies of his awesome debut album so come down to that that will follow he's got two sold out shows at Rough Trade Bristol and Rough Trade Nottingham so don't miss a chance to see him if you can make it on Monday Um, I think he's going to be really really influential and then over at Rough Trade NYC Charlie Bliss Bring songs from their new LP to Rough Trade this Thursday with an in-store. So we're really looking forward to that one. It's their second album, which is out this week. An entry is available now at roughtrade.com slash events for that one too. Next, an Orkney multi-instrumentalist and producer Erland Cooper returns with a second album, Soul Scary. Erland describes it as a record about the sea, our relationship with the outside world, forces outside of our control, but it's also about creating a nest within that, nurturing and protecting our own sea havens, those sheltered bays, those safe places as we step in and out, always returning back in some form. It's a super beautiful record and I'm pretty sure this will be very high up on our top 20 going into next week. So check out this track, Spoot Ebb.
wrap up this week's show, a song I have become just a tad obsessed with. Um, South London newcomers Tina released single I Feel Fine, produced by Speedy Wonderground boss Dan Carey. Uh, the band played Rough Trade Recommends last month, and you can currently nab this track on a really nice numbered seven inch, but it's very, very limited, so do be quick, but head to roughtrade.com and it should be listed there. They hail from the Brixton windmill scene, which is where bands such as Goat Girl hail from. So excellent roots. And I've got to say, I am totally hooked and I'm just waiting for them to put out something new because I'm already overplayed on I Feel Fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, check this out and thank you for listening and have a lovely week and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Trade Radio. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.